911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how it's possible that your religion is inside of a fishbowl. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I don't spend a lot of time scrolling around on social media. I'm very intentional. I go in there, I reply to comments that are on my own posts, and I hang out inside of my Facebook group, Police, Fire, Military, and Families, because it is the best Facebook group that I have ever seen on that platform. And I'm telling you this because when you open up the app on your phone, and especially now with Facebook making so many updates and changes, the first thing that you see typically is your your feed. So whatever is on your home feed. And when I opened up the app the other day, the first thing that I saw was this graphic. And the graphic showed an ocean and it showed a fishbowl that was inside of the ocean. And the top of the fishbowl stopped right at the surface of the ocean. And inside of the fishbowl was a fish. And maybe you've seen this yourself. And right outside of the fishbowl was another fish. And then there was an arrow pointing to the fish that was inside of the fishbowl. And on that arrow, it said religion. And there was another arrow pointing to the fish on the outside of the fishbowl, the one that's deeper in the ocean, the one that has access to the entire ocean. And it said spirituality. And I'm like, this is such a polarizing graphic. If somebody actually pays attention to it and they take the time to study and and determine what it means for themselves, there's so much richness inside of this simple picture of essentially these two goldfish, one that's stuck inside of a fishbowl, one that is confined to some extent, and the other one who is free to roam the entire ocean. And it reminded me of a time when Clint and I, we were not even able to discuss religion at all. If you've been listening to this show for any length of time, then you know that I'm agnostic. And in summary, that means that I do believe that there is a higher power, but I don't know what that is. And the caveat to that is that I'm free to be able to experiment, to study, to question, and to investigate what other people believe in, what other text exists, and to allow myself to figure it out as I go along and to be perfectly content with that. My husband on the other end, he grew up in a Christian household, going to church. He can recite different verses of the Bible to you. He can tell you all the stories. And yet any time that he and I would have a discussion and religion would come up and I would ask him a question, instead of him being able to volunteer information, he became incredibly defensive. And I understand that now looking back, because somebody like me, who wants to know the valid facts, who wants to know why, how, who, when, and and know what the path was that actually led to the truth, he didn't like that. He felt like I was impeding on his belief system. And I understand that. But then there also came this time after my mom passed away where I was, I was praying to her God. My mom was also Christian, and I remember the moment that she died, me stepping outside of my mom and dad's house, sitting on the porch step, and just praying to her God that everything that she believed in was the truth, was real. 
And in that moment, I've never prayed in, in the way that I did that night. And the entire time that I did it, it just wasn't, it wasn't true to me. I felt like I was talking to nothing. I didn't connect those feelings, those thoughts, those emotions in the moment of my mother's death with the highest wish that I have ever had in my entire life, and it didn't sync up for me. Every single night since then, I prayed to my mother's God, praying that I would see her, praying that I would just feel her presence, praying that I would have that moment that I hear so many other people talking about that I could just carry with me, that I can just have her back even for a moment and even if it was just in a dream. But I didn't believe what I was doing. I didn't believe in what I was doing. And it wasn't until I decided that it was okay for me to not believe in the things that other people believe. It's okay for me to not believe in God as being this single entity or to be this entire entity and that I didn't have to follow a structured rubric and rules and read from a book. It wasn't until I gave myself permission to actually seek out modalities and methods that I did connect with, ones that did align with me, that I finally, finally, nearly my early 30s was the first time that I ever connected with my higher power. You see, it's my belief as you listen to this that perhaps you've had your own self-doubt too. Perhaps you've had those questions in your mind, maybe moments of tragedy that have brought up this feeling of emotion and concern and feeling maybe alone and abandoned at times. We're told and conditioned our entire lives, starting from the time that we go to kindergarten and we are told by the teachers that you need to ask permission to go to the bathroom, to relieve a bodily function. We are told our entire lives how we are supposed to believe, how we are supposed to act. And nobody ever gives us the permission to steer outside of that. You can imagine people's surprise when they ask me the simple question, do you believe in God? And my response to them in summary is no. I don't believe in God, not in the same context that you probably do. And imagine their surprise when I sit there in silence and they continue talking and talking and trying to preach to me, trying to sway me or convince me in some way to believe in God, to believe in their God in the same way that they do. Imagine their surprise as I sit there in silence because never once do they ask questions about me and my belief system. You see, spirituality was the only way that I was finally able to connect with something that was bigger than myself, to give myself an honest belief system, and to give myself daily rituals that allow me to delve in and to practice them on a regular basis, so much so that I can hear that inner voice. I can hear that higher power. I can pay attention to that feeling in my stomach, that, that zinging that goes down your spine sometimes. I know exactly what that is, and it's not me. You might call that God for you, and I love that you do. I love the fact that as you listen to this, you're relating in some way and you have your own higher power that you can relate to, that you love and honor and respect in the same way that I do. 
However, I think it's important for us to be able to recognize that we are allowed to cultivate and create that own idea and understanding of what a higher power is to us. And when we're able to understand that that confined nature of that fish inside of the fishbowl and the daily practices that exist outside of it with that fish that is free to roam the entire ocean, there's no difference in the two. I believe by looking at that graphic that that fish that sits inside of the fishbowl, that fish who studies religion, who's given a basic rubric, has an understanding and is able to cultivate and start to develop what they believe their God to be, their higher power to be. However, once you give yourself permission to venture outside of that fishbowl, even if you are the most devout in your religion, then you're able to practice studies, rituals, Daily things that you do that enable you to then further enrich what exists inside of that fishbowl. For me personally, I know that I don't have a confined limit, meaning I don't have a a set religion. And if I did, I would probably relate it something more towards Buddhism, if I'm honest. But I can't honestly say that because I am not a practicing Buddhist. There are just spiritual practices that just so happened to align with what makes me feel more in alignment with my higher power. And when we're able to decide what those things are and we decide to practice them on a routine basis, for me, it's things like journaling, like going outside and and grounding myself, taking my shoes off and actually feeling the earth underneath me and feeling that magnetic connection that I have. I can't imagine myself not meditating in the way that I do. That is the only pathway that I've ever had that's allowed me to connect with my mom since she died, to actually allow me to feel her. Does that mean that I'm any less religious than somebody who sits inside of that that fishbowl and who, who calls themselves something else? Perhaps in the eyes of one individual to another, I might be. But for me, The fact that there are people who exist in this world, and I know that because I'm married to one of them, who who now has sort of gained this understanding of my own perception of religion and spirituality. There will always be people that question and challenge your personal belief system. Maybe as you sit there, it's been you questioning the belief systems of other people. It's in our human nature What has happened on the backside of that is you have created this tribe or you've been brought into a tribe. Some people might argue that. Going to church, you are going to hang out with your tribe. These are your people. These are people that are in alignment with your belief system. These are people that you develop relationships with. You probably do things outside of church together. This is your tribe. And when somebody else does not align with that, We create this them versus me sort of scenario in our minds. And what takes place after that is us wanting to fight tooth and nail to put our stake in the ground and to claim who we are, how we are, and to make it known that we're better. Are you with me? You know what I'm talking about? I've certainly been there before, before I had this quote awakening, unquote. But I would challenge you if you are that person Sometimes when we keep our mouths shut, 
and we ask questions by gaining the perspective of other people, it allows us to learn more about our own personal belief system, and oftentimes it will solidify it. This has been kind of a deep rant, and I didn't mean for it to go um, kind of as hard as it did today, but I think it's very important because people don't tell us that we're allowed to make that that choice. We're allowed to make that decision. And that, that's not to say that we need to sway away from the religion that we've held on to for so long. What I mean by that is we do have the choice and the opportunity to be able to practice spiritually and to know that you're not being in defiance in any way by creating these spiritual practices that allow you to become a better believer in your own higher power. And when you're able to do that and it's truly aligned with you to where you can feel it in the pit of your stomach, You believe it and you are so vindicated because of the things that you do and the things that you practice and what you allow yourself to do in terms of expansion and growth. There's no beautiful relationship with a higher power than that.